This is like a very well-known carnival trick, essentially, that you can do it on yourself mm. and it looks totally impossible, or you can do it on other people and they're like, this has to be magical because there's no way anything could go like that far into my face. Hmm. So he does this sort of forcep trick and in some of the clips that I had to watch, he sticks the forceps so far up people's noses and he kind of twists them around and they do actually start bleeding. Oh, Jesus. Wow. This is something that he does. Like people come in there with like breast cancer and he does this to them. Woof. He also does this thing where this is like also extremely old school. You'll go to, you know, medical quack, whatever, and they'll make like a small kind of light incision in your body and they'll kind of put their fingers in it and make it look like they're drawing something out of you, right? They'll be like, oh, there's a tumor inside of you. And then uh -huh. they'll pull out hmm. some sort of little snake worm thing. But it's... It's just a sleight of hand trick. Like, it, it's basically close-up magic. Right. That they have this little thing in their hand, and there's, like, a lot of blood, or, like, they'll, they'll put a lot of fake blood on you. And so there's so much kind of fake blood everywhere that you can't really tell how deep the incision is. It's basically like a paper cut. And they pull out this little, like, worm-looking thing, and they're like, oh, my God, you've been living with this inside of you all this time. Mm. And you're like, oh, my God, that's it. That's why I can't sleep anymore. Or, like, that, that was my leukemia the whole time. And, like, you can find people doing this all over the world. This is, like, a very well-known, like, again, kind of carnival trick. Well, it's also, like, you've also got a quarter behind your ear. Yes. I've got your nose. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. That's a really good comparison because that's basically what it is. And also, I mean, it's it's just as dishonest, right? Like, I, yeah. I, I think that with some of this stuff, like, you know, Amanda Chantal Bacon and Gwyneth Paltrow, whatever, I do think that in general these people actually believe in what they're selling. But then there's also this – there's a broad spectrum there. And with stuff like this, the forceps and the mm -hmm. fucking close-up magic trick, like, they know it's a scam. They know that they are scamming you. Like, this mm -hmm. is the worst possible version of this where, like, this dude knows that people are coming to him with leukemia and, like, trauma mm -hmm. and, like, real stuff. And he is promising them a cure. And he is fucking lying to them. Like, there is no yeah. world in which he even pretends to believe that any of this stuff is real. Right. Yeah, I mean, I also think, like, when you are in a situation where you have a really complicated or really troubling or really kind of intractable health issue, I think it's also easy to undersell the role of hope in yeah. all of that. Yeah. Like, I remember what it was like before I was dealing with this thing, I just want to be free of it. Mm -hmm. And there is this moment after trying a new treatment where you're sort of, it's all, you're almost like levitating, right? With hope. You're yeah. almost like, you're just sort of like soaring with like, oh my God, this might have been the thing. I might be there, right? right? That also probably comes with some physiological effects, right? Yes. And I mean, I, my beef with this whole thing is because... I don't think that Oprah or any of the people that wrote these magazine articles ever truly considered the possibility that this dude was a fucking grifter. Mm. Like a straight huh. up carnival barker ass grifter. The two options consistently that are presented to readers are like either this works or it's harmless and, you know, he believes that it works but it's not really real. Nobody really considers, like, this dude's fucking scamming you and doing, like, sleight of hand on you. What do you attribute that to, Mike? Like, why do you think that's not getting questioned here? I honestly don't know. I think it's – a lot of it is the, the ethics of journalism, I think, because, mm. you know, for example, if Oprah – really considered the possibility that this dude was a grifter, the next obvious question is, well, wait a minute, why are you giving airtime to a grifter? It implicates the journalist to truly consider the fact 
This guy's just lying and scamming people out of their money because it makes you question your own power as a journalist. Mm. Anyone you feature on Oprah, that person is going to make millions of dollars, right? Like the, the Oprah's book club effect. Mm -hmm. So to truly consider the fact that like maybe this dude is lying, you then have to actually put some systems in place to be like, well, hang on a minute. We should check if he's lying first. <laughs> like yeah. we should do some due diligence on this guy. Like did he predict the storm when he was a tiny child? Right. It also feels like if we take this and then we take again, like the medical medium, Anthony William, and sort of the responses to both of these, right? Mm -hmm. There is definitely like uncritical platforming of him, but there is much more overt criticism. So I also think there's this degree to which folks in the US are, again, like more likely to kind of fetishize indigenous forms of medicine yeah. because of sort of like the guilt of imperialism and whiteness and all of that kind of stuff are also less likely to criticize it. That's a really good point, Aubrey, because I feel like once you add faith into this, it also gets much harder, too, mm -hmm. because it can feel like you're sort of shitting on somebody for being a Christian. And that can feel really hurtful to people. And I think we all want to, like, be respectful of other people's beliefs. And so I think that's just like another disincentive to sort of bring it up. Yeah, that's right. We're in a culture and in a sort of political setting where we have forced religion into the public square, but also made it sort of sacrosanct and untouchable and undebatable. Yeah. Right? So it's this weird combination of like, it's the most public thing and it's the least discussable or debatable thing. Yeah, yeah. There's also, I mean, a lot of Americans are Christians and Christians are predisposed to believe that like Christian faith healing is real. Like I also, I think the mm -hmm. fact that 